I just read about this trend called minimalist Mondays. Like all of us wake up with this overwhelm of a Monday. So what you're supposed to do is really just have a minimal few tasks that you're trying to get done on Monday. You know, just some top priorities. Sort of this falls also in the uh, beginning of the week. Well, the end of the week, as we all know now, is no meeting Fridays. So we've got no meeting Fridays. We've got minimalist Mondays. Um, I think it's don't really feel like a Tuesdays. And then, well, fuck it, the week's half over Wednesdays. And the what it happened Thursdays. And then no meeting Fridays. So, uh, yeah, just don't do shit. It's fine. It's self-care. <laughs> yeah, I would love to live that way. Huh. Welcome to Parenting is a Joke. Her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. It used to be chill, it's all up in smoke I think it's still fun, parenting's a joke I was cool, oh yeah No time to be cool, oh yeah Hey everybody, welcome to Parenting is a Joke I'm a near-empty version of Ophira Eisenberg And on this show we bring together funny people to talk about their work and their careers And then what it's like to do that with kids in the mix, yeah? Like, how the fuck are they doing it? And in today's episode, I talked to Christine Taylor about her goals for her son before he graduates high school. If there's a, a thing that I can impart to him is to really feel stable in doing his own laundry. <laughs> like, then I'll feel like that was a win as a parent. My son doing his own laundry feels so far away in the future. I don't know how he does this right now, but when he pulls off his dirty clothes, he does it in kind of one swoop, like an escape artist. It's like a long line of clothing on the floor. And my goal is just to have him detangle his inside out underwear from his inside out pants. Uh, and that's not going well. I've run out of incentives. Other than clean clothes? That doesn't work. 
Uh, by the way, did you know the ability to organize and focus on a task is called executive functioning? I swear I've never heard these two words strung together until recently, unless, of course, you're talking about, I guess, a cocktail party for CEOs. But now I have friends telling me that since COVID, they have lost their executive functioning skills, and some have even hired an executive function coach. A coach! And then I have friends who tell me that their kids have poor executive function skills, so they are working on lessons and exercises. Turns out a child psychologist wrote a book about executive functioning disorder. And hey, you know what? What the fuck do I know? I do comedy. So we'll talk to a child psychologist in a future episode. But for now, let me just uh, muse and rant for a second. And I'm going to be sensitive. I know there is someone out there for who this disorder is very real. But also, can we stop labeling and micro-labeling and diagnosing everything within a millimeter of its life? That's right, my friends. When I get mad, I go metric. I mean, the skills in question are the ability to problem solve, juggle multiple tasks simultaneously and successfully. What? There is a world where you can't and you don't juggle multiple tasks simultaneously and successfully because your brain can't or your brain won't? Sign me up. That sounds like a vacation. Okay, that being said, it is in my head. So when I asked my child to put his books away and one book later he was distracted by Rubik's Cube, I thought, oh my goodness, does he have executive function disorder? A symptom is you can't organize your bag. Stuff is just shoved in. So then I was looking at his backpack and there was just paper shoved in it. I was like, oh my goodness. And I, I started pulling them out and... uh a new thing happened. A folded note fell out that read, do not read unless you are Lucas. And it was scrawled in orange marker kid scrawl. Okay, so clearly that does not apply to his mom, right? So I opened it. These are kind of the moments I've dreamed of. And it was this very cute note from a girl in his class basically saying that she likes him and that they should treat each other with kindness because he was rude to her and she feels that's just not how people treat each other when they like each other. First of all, this girl is awesome. She is light years ahead of my son emotionally uh, with the expectations of how people should be treated and talking about how to interact with her to make her feel good because that's what people do when they like each other. My son would be like, throw a rock at my face because I want to know what that feels like. I didn't really know what to do, so I just folded the note back up and put it back in his backpack in a very organized fashion. But then I couldn't let it go. So at dinner, I just said to him very casually, so is uh, Kara a friend of yours in your class? And he just goes, yeah, mom. And I said, uh, is it fun to have her as a friend? And he just looked at me and said, you know what, mom? I'll deal with it. Okay. It's complicated, but I'll handle it. Well, that sounds to me like he's really balancing multiple tasks at the same time. So I just had to go, all right, Lucas, you relationship power broker, I'm going to leave this in your very capable hands. Uh, so it's, he's telling me to back off and just let him function as the executive of his own life. And I have to respect that, my friends. And just a slight disclaimer, to protect the privacy of certain individuals, the names and identifying details of said classroom note that I read without permission from my son's backpack have been changed. 
Coming up after the break, I chat with a very talented and very funny Christine Taylor. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We have another in-person guest today. It's so nice to be in studio. She hosts a great podcast called Hey Dude, the 90s Called, and has a new show on Apple called High Desert. Christine Taylor, hello. Hi. Hi. So the first thing we just talked about, as soon as you sat down, which I totally agree with, is you said, oh, it's so nice to be in studio because you do your podcast from home. Yes. Listen, the convenience of it, the convenience is great. I give everybody the time out. I say that I'm shutting off ringers. Nobody FaceTime me. But I learned the hard way because we have a group family chat. Oh, boy. Without fail, Something goes awry. Yes. Okay, so you have two kids. Are they both living at home? No. The 21-year-old, she's in New York City. Yeah. She's uh, 
finishing her third year at Juilliard, but she's close by. Our son is finishing up his junior year in high school, so he's going to be turn 18 this summer, and he's still at home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, and it's really interesting, the differences of these children at these ages. And, you know, she's no longer in the house, so he's only child, which he kind of loves now. But I think of the time that she was up this age and the different forms of drama and the loudness and the screaming and the door slamming through the female perspective of high school versus the male. He's super sensitive and super sweet. He's not an athlete. He loves the school plays. You know, okay. he found his people yep. in the in the group of lovable misfits. As I say, we all find our people. Oh, yes. um, but he still loves to talk to me, too. So I get, like, good information from him. However, when there's a rift, like, he does not like to go to bed angry. He needs closure, whereas the other one... She needed closure with her door closed away from all of us to, like, sleep it off. I learned that the hard way. I would try to solve it. I would try to fix it. She would get angrier. I would get angrier. I was talking to someone last night whose um, son is 16 and my son is 7. And he was like, oh, the typical sort of, like, enjoy it. Because when he's 16, he won't want to talk to you. He wants nothing to do with you. And I said, I'm banking on that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think what's tricky, too, is that damn pandemic. I mean, at a period of time, he was graduating eighth grade, and that was an online Zoom thing. And and our daughter, Ella, was graduating high school. No prom. No graduation. Everything was virtual. She started her college, you know, experience on Zoom. He started his high school experience on Zoom. But I do really feel like for him at that age, yeah, that is the time when the kids start all meeting up somewhere and walking places and getting to know the city and taking the subway. And, you know, we were all holed up in Westchester. That first year of high school, he was home on Zoom, yeah. you know, and it was like I was doing classes with him. him? He's the kind of learner where he's like, he needs to bounce things off of people. So I was that person. It was was very hard for them to, you know, give these kids assignments and then say, hey, everybody make a plan to meet in a Zoom room after you've been on Zoom all day. A lot of kids were just burnt out. Do you feel like because that was his the beginning of his high school experience, especially with the Zoom thing, that it made him want to go more into that world more often? Or did it have the reverse effect where, you know, he's like, I cannot wait to not go back and do things online? Yeah, I think it's that. And by the way, neither of my kids were or our school-loving <laughs> children. They were not the kids that would wake up and be like, I can't wait to go there and see my friends and hang. Like, it was the worst. Everything is, this is the worst. I can't wait until it's over. I can't wait until summer. I hate school. I can't wait until I'm my out of here. My son said that this morning. It's, he goes, I hate school. I'm like, it's great too. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> For a period of time when my kids were your son's age and they would say, why do I have to go? And I said, because it's a law. Like, I would be arrested if you don't go to school. That's good. <laughs> that was just, I have, I had I to, to just bring, run with that. I have to bring the it's FBI like you don't get a choice. into this. <laughs> you have bring to the bring police. some sort of yeah. scary, you know, authoritative figure, I would but, do it. Trust me. I would do it for you, sweetheart. Yes. But it's the law. It's the law. That they figured out is not true. And I'm also not a person who, listen, like, especially in high school, these kids are so stressed and strained and there's so much. Like, I was stressed and I remember feeling like I was pulling all-nighters for things. Me too. 
but not the way it is now. And I think that they're so aware of what everybody else is doing and the peer pressure and what the next step is supposed to be. I was never the mom who's like, you don't have a fever. You better get to school. I really was like, if you need a breather and you just are not feeling good. But it was usually them who's like, no, if I miss today, I'm going to miss so much. And then the catching up and then the Achievement-based. Achievement-based. And that's drilled into them. I don't know. It's tricky. You feel like both of your kids, though, are reaching for that. I know Ella. She was very self-motivated. I think she knew she wanted to go to a a good school to do what she loved. The school part was the end game for her saying, like, I just want to be able to study theater. And and my son is the exact opposite, who's not the self-motivated, but he cares so much about pleasing. He's a people pleaser. <gasps> he is the one who listens. He is the... Uh, and How did you do that? Is that nurture? I think he's me. <laughs> yeah. He's a mini me. And I think our daughter is a mini Ben, mm-hmm. her dad, because they are very straightforward. They speak their mind. And Quinn and I are like, we dance the dance. And I think I'm I'm trying to teach him now because it took me, you know, I'm 51 now, but it took me into my 40s to learn that it's okay to say no. And it can just be a no. It doesn't have to be no but or no because. It can just be no. It I'm not able be- to be there. <laughs> Right. Someone did say yesterday, they said no is a complete sentence. Yes. And I was like, but what about the uh, however, I will, right. you know, can I right. bake cookies? Right. Can I show up another right. day? What do you I'll need? I'll be there five more times <laughs> yeah, to make exactly. up for this so that you don't hate me. So I'm trying to teach him that a little bit, that you don't have to worry about everybody's feelings. You have to take care of you also. Yeah. I relate to that too. But I was also heavily influenced by peer pressure. You know, whatever. I grew up in Calgary, Alberta. We were bored out of our minds, so we did like smoke weed and I've stuff like that. I've listened to you talk early. about what your <laughs> some of your extracurriculars. <laughs> yeah, when I was in high school, we called the kids that like would smoke on a patio before school, like two blocks from the school. I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, yeah. so it was a center city school and Catholic. Catholic, okay, uh, yeah, uniforms. Oh, right. But the kids that would smoke, me and my goody goody group would call them the druggies. Yeah, the druggies. And it was just cigarettes. We wouldn't quite do that because we were very much like, maybe smoking's bad. But but we were still doing, like, you know, recreational drugs. (laughs) Hallucinogens. And I like to think that I got A's. Turns out I got B's. (laughs) See? So maybe the drugs led you to believe you were getting A's, and that was probably better for your stress level. So who were you? Were you the A student? I was the A student. but But it didn't come naturally. I had to work really hard. For me, the drive was not what am I going to learn or gain from this. It was because every month in our local newspaper, they would list the honor society. And I wanted my name to be on that, you know, first honors. yes. Do I feel like I learned anything? (laughs) Did I retain anything? No. When my son was in the pandemic freshman year, I was learning more about ancient history during his Zoom course from this amazing New York City teacher. So anyway, I feel like now I'm much more of a sponge when it come, when my kids come home with something. I'm like, You're like, let me dig into this. Yes, I'm fascinated by it. I mean, I just think about seeing your name on that list to sort of maybe you want to see your name on another list, like at the end of a credit in Orin Lights. That's so funny because I never <laughs> thought of it that way. I, I mean, I was eight years old, and I went to see some play at school, Godspell, a musical. Yes. And I saw these teenage kids doing Godspell, and I was like, that 
is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm dying to do that on this stage, which was the stage in a gym. It was in the elementary school I went to. With, like, the American flag on one side? Of course. Exactly. Of course. And it was also a Catholic school, so there was probably a giant cross on the other (laughs) side. I was like, that's what I want to do. All I did was school plays from that moment when I had the opportunity, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And then in high school, it really became my thing. And there was a local community theater, which is still there now, Civic Theater of Allentown, that would do community theater productions. Was it, like, Mousetrap? Like, that kind of death of a salesman? It's always so funny because everyone's always like, was it waiting for Guffman? I was like, no, it was very, very, you know, the high tech. Yet, like, the local dentist was, you know, playing. <laughs> Willie Loman. Whatever. whatever. And Yes, exactly. Exactly. And we did Fiddler on the Roof, by the way. Yes. Catholic school. That's perfectly the Catholic. Catholic school, Fiddler on the Roof, directed by a priest. Um, I was Kava, the rebellious daughter who runs away with the Russian. And that was where a manager who had a daughter who was working on a sitcom, give me a break. For sure. Years. She was like the little girl on the sitcom. They were from Allentown. And she was getting into talent management for kids. So she approached me. We were a two-hour car ride from New York City. And she was like, would you ever want to go into New York and audition for commercials? So that's really how it started. And so, But then you go out to a commercial audition and you get a big campaign quickly. Yes. Yes. It was my first audition. (laughs) It was my first audition. It was a Burger King counter girl thing. And it was a big deal in our little local community. In the newspaper, there was a story. I I don't want to say I was shy, but I was not an attention grabber. I was not somebody, I really sort of liked to fly under the radar. And I feel like when that started to happen in those high school years where kids are not always kind. There was a lot of love and support, but then there were the people who were like, oh, she just thinks she's the, the shit. And she's and I was like, that was the last thing I thought, that I was in a Burger King counter girl cap going two burgers for a buck that I thought I was cool. So I struggled. So funny that I could, like, something that most actors, especially new new actors, would be like, I would give anything for that situation. And yet in a high school city, it's still like, you suck. Yes! It was like, <laughs> so you brutal. think you're shit it don't stink because you're in a Burger King commercial. I'm like, I really don't like, think that. Make it go please, away. Please, hide. Commercials yeah. became a fun thing for me. I got a few of them pretty quickly and ended up doing a bunch of them over those, you know, couple of high school years. But um, And that led to this audition for a TV series for Nickelodeon which was their first scripted series called Hey Dude. Hey Dude, yes. Yes. Uh, so that was one of your first jobs. But you've done so many things. I mean, you're hilarious in Zoolander. <laughs> Loved you in Arrested <laughs> Development. But also, I have to say, come on, the Brady movie, sorry, but that is like an iconic role when you play Marsha Brady. I mean, did you watch it as a kid? I was obsessed. It was a daily after school. I knew every episode. Like, I knew lines from the episodes. I was obsessed with the Brady Bunch. When that opportunity came along for me. A lot of performers say it's sort of like when the work meets the preparation (laughs) meets luck meets. I know Maureen McCormick. Like, inside and out. I know her little accent. I just really felt like if I don't get this job, then maybe it's Maybe I got to pack it in because this – I got to get this one. Was, I think it's the only job I've ever felt like if I don't get this, then it's all over. Like what is this? What, what is, is what all is, of what this? What does the world mean if, I, if I'm if i not to play Marsha Brady? That was the dream role. And I still to this day, like people 
recognize me and think I'm actually Maureen. People will recognize me and say, I grew up watching you on that series. I'll take it. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Okay, so your first daughter, 2007? Born? Yeah. 2002. 2002, I'm sorry. Yeah. You decide to take a break from acting. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think I look at that period of time because Ben and I met, were dating for six months before we got engaged, married... Quickly? Quickly, within yeah. a year. And at that point, uh, like Ben and I met when I was 28. We probably I was 29 when we, when we almost 30 when we got married. And then we had Ella the next year. Okay. So it all was a whirlwind. A, that decision to get married and to this person who was a larger-than-life, you know, big movie star, this, sure. you know, persona. I mean, I had my own work and career before them, but then Ben and I did some things together. And I really felt like there was this period of time where people were like, she only works with her husband and she only does these things. And, you know, there was there was such a label that... Sexism, you mean sexism? Sexism. And like, I, I wanted to just say, I maybe most of the things that I did before this weren't as high profile as some of the things I've done with him. However, I was had been in this business for, you know, 
Yeah, since know, you were in high school. Years. Yeah, just before I met him. Um, so it was for me the early years of getting married, having a baby. It was that that who am I? Like, am I Ella's mom? Am I Ben's wife? Who's Christine? Like, I realized, like having this little baby, I was like, I don't want to have the babysitter doing circle time. I don't want to miss these little moments that I just enjoy so much. It was not even like I ever had a conversation with my agents or anything that said, hey, I'm going to take some time off. It was like things that would come up, I would just say, I can't do it. I don't want to leave town or I don't want to do this at this period of time. When I was pregnant with Quinn, Quinn came in 2005. So he's a little more than three years younger than Ella. But that was when I really said, I'm going to, you know, take some time because he's new. Ella's getting to that age where all kinds of fun things are happening. Right. <laughs> and um, I mean, I don't regret any of it. Like, to me, the fact that I was there had all of those moments. Like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine. Listen, it's like a gift and a privilege to be able to do that. But it's also a slog and it can be emotionally taxing just in terms of, right, who you are. And I just wonder if along the way you are going I will return to this at some point, my career, but also, like, will I? Well, yes. It almost felt like every year there was one little thing that would come up where a friend or somebody would say, hey, do you want to do this little role in this movie? And, hey, are you open to working? Do you want to do this part? And I did some pilots over those years as well where it was like, let's just see what happens. I always say I kept, like, one, you know, toe. Yeah. (laughs) Through those years, there's always probably, like, one thing a year that I showed up in. And I realized when I was doing them that that was what brought me joy. You know, one of the big things I did maybe after our son was born was um, I ended up doing one of those Hallmark Christmas movies that I Love. headlined, that yes. I starred in. And I hadn't done something like that ever. And I was like, I enjoy this. The difference was I had no ego about it anymore. Right. Because my pride and joy was being a mom and my kids and finding that rhythm So the work was like the icing on the cake. And, you know, my mom would always joke. She's like, your work is actually your play. Your work is at home. (laughs) Your work is the kids and the the demands and what's asked of you and the waking up and a million times. You know, all of those things, that's the real slog. That's the tough stuff. Yeah. And getting to go to a set and play pretend and have somebody, you know, do your hair and makeup. I was like, this is this so is, much fun. Even if it was long hours, it was great. You know, that's that's a great perspective because I think I feel the pressure of sort of the slog of the career. Like you have to keep in it and reinvent stay yourself. Relevant. And stay right. relevant. And as soon as you're forgotten, there's a bazillion people to flip in there. Yep. And sometimes while I'm getting to a show or a project, I am completely enwrapped in, like, I can't do this, and I'm exhausted, and blah, blah, blah. But then when I'm actually there, I'm like, so good. <laughs> yes, and and how about this, too? How about life does go on? Whoever we've put in place to take our place for that period of time, for me, it was a combination of my mom, babysitters, you know, Ben. I had it all, like, graphs and charts of who would show up Did when. Did you graph the charts? I mean, in my head. I mean, that would have been funny if, if, <laughs> if somebody looked at a big grid when they would come into our kitchen. But no, the hardest part was figuring out, can this work? I don't think it's going to function like a well-oiled machine without me. And guess what? It might not function the same. It might actually be better <laughs> for me to step away. 
I still have, you know, with a son in high school, now we're into the colleges and oh, yeah. the visits. And th- right. I've said really to my agents, I was like, this next year, like nothing out of town because this is it. Whether he stays somewhere nearby or not, it's he's not going to be in the house. Like this is my last year with him yeah. for real, you know, and I want to be present for all of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you hope you might be doing laundry for the rest of your life. (laughs) I'm saying if if there's one goal that I can like, if there's a a thing that I can impart to him is to really feel stable in doing his own laundry. (laughs) Like then I'll feel like that was a win as a parent. I've shown him. He knows the general idea. He's just I, I just again, I'm too much of a control freak. And I try to just say, hey, dark clothes, cold water, just plant that seed because this summer. You're but I be love, it. I love the way you framed that. You said, I want him to feel stable. <laughs> I want him to feel stable. That's isn't that what we all so just correct. want <laughs> with laundry? I mean, emotionally stable, sure, sure. <laughs> just feel like I've got two feet planted when you get in front of that machine, and I just want him to feel like I am confidently. I love that. Getting that dark light I say done. that's attainable goal. I that's think an so. attainable goal. Keep lower the bar. He who expects nothing is never disappointed. But, you know, I like to be able to say, this is what I want, agents, Like, and it's going to be okay. There will be another job. Right. We, are, we will get booked again and not feel the crazy hamster wheel of if I'm not doing a thousand projects. Yes. It's over. But I actually feel it's a new chapter. I'm in a different age. I'm playing the moms for things. Right. And I, I'm loving it. And I feel like I'm getting an opportunity to work with all of these cool young people. Like, they make me feel young again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, thanks for not making me feel like old mom. You just <laughs> make me feel like I'm like a cool, like, fourth wheel in your little 20-something circle. When you think of the biggest stars, like, I just listened to Keanu Reeves on a podcast, and he said when he's not working, he spends, like, his first couple of weeks, like, decompressing, and then he worries that there won't be another job. I was like, it's Keanu Reeves. There's never not going to be another Keanu Reeves job. But I was like, Like John Wick 42 is going to happen. He's got that (laughs) in the bag. But he also worries that that one's going to be the last one. And I thought there's no hope for any of us if that's (laughs) the way Keanu feels. Did you find it like, I don't know, troubling, maybe hard when you make the decision, okay, I'm going to um, reduce the amount of auditions, but you're still living and surrounded, I imagine, with people in the industry. So much. So much, yes. And they come over and do they go, so what are you working on? It's it's not that direct, but everyone is always, always like, you got to get back to doing stuff. You, Christine, yeah. you got to get back. You're so good. You're so funny. You got to get. And I, I, I always just sort of say, yes, I know. I know. The kids are getting older, and but I've kind of always been there. <laughs> You're like, I never really um, went away. Question mark? I always had that one foot in. I was always hireable locally. Okay, so now that your daughter is, you know, she's in Juilliard, she's pursuing theater, musical theater, acting? Everything. Theater, TV, and film. Right, of course. And, you know, local stuff. She's like, anything. I want to just work. Obviously, you know what that's like. So are you like, I'll advise you as much as I can and help you? (laughs) Listen, I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, doing community theater and lucked into this business. She's right now like a Juilliard-trained actor. I don't Uh. dare... Give advice. <laughs> but she'll ask. When she asks, and that's another thing I've learned, is both of my kids, when they ask for my opinion, I will give it honestly and freely. But they do not want it if they're not asking for it. <laughs> I've also stopped doing just the basic text, how are you? 
that is a trap. It's going to just be a laundry list of what's going wrong for the 21-year-old oh. or the 20-year, you know, the teenager or whatever. So I've stopped just saying, how are you? Because <laughs> then I am powerless over what's going wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of things that are going great, but you get the download of all of the yes. stuff that is yes. problems. Yes, always, uh, always. And some people might say, like, that's great because if my mother said, how are you to me when I was between 18, 19, whatever, I would say, fine. Fine. And That's then I'd the walk away, thing. fine, <laughs> angrily, fine. annoyed. That's almost worse than getting details. It's like, uh, that's ambiguous. What is fine? Oh. So, you know, just to end things off, I want to do a game with you. Oh, boy. So this is just easy fun, but I thought it'd be fun for you. Okay. It's just called Real or Fake Broadway Musicals. <laughs> oh, I love this. You wouldn't believe what's been out there. And, oh, boy. And maybe didn't work so well. Okay. So I'm just going to give you <laughs> okay. the, the name of a musical. And I have to say whether it's real or fake? That's it? Okay. Okay. How about the Great British Bake Off musical? Fake. Oh, dear. <laughs> no. That is real. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Stop. Yes. Oh, I, I was so confident. <laughs> I know. I you were like, so that is impossible. Like, 100%. Fake. No. After a brief summertime stint in a small town in England. It was announced that it would be debuting in London's West End 2023. So anytime now. And that usually is a through line to Broadway. Oh, yeah, baby. So, oh, boy. <laughs> All right. How about Escape to Margaritaville? It's Jimmy Buffett. That's a musical of Jimmy Buffett songs. I got to say, now, I, now I'm like... I know. Now you've, you've decided there's a formula to this. Yes. Now I want to say real. Yeah. Okay, well, that would be the right thing to and say. And that makes sense. He has hotels named Margaritaville. I know. <laughs> In Palm Springs, when we were shooting the show High Desert, most of the crew stayed at the Margaritaville Hotel. Which is, what they think? It has like a giant flip-flop sculpture when you walk in. People like it. <laughs> There's something for everyone. Yes. Uh, hit Broadway in 2018. It got a lot of really good reviews. People love Buffett. <laughs> okay, how about, this is weird. It's called Hot Feet. This is a musical adaptation of Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale, The Red Shoes, set in modern-day New York and scored to the songs of Earth, Wind, and Fire. That is very specific, I know. I mean, I don't think you would make up such an elaborate lie. <laughs> know, so that has to be real. That is also real. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's real. It was opened for all of three months, opened on April 30th, 2006, closed on July 23rd. I never heard of it. Most critics declared it somewhere between a dull mediocrity and a unmitigated disaster. <laughs> You don't want that review. <laughs> Critics are Oh, boy. Best. Hot feet. Hot feet. Terrible name as well. <laughs> I know. It's just so weird. All right. I've got two more for you. Yeah. Carrie. Yes. The Carrie was real. I remember it. Yes. I never saw it, but I remember it. It is considered a oh. $7 million Ooh. flop. There are not a lot of horror, horror musicals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a tough genre. I can't think of it one other. <laughs> Well, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, so then maybe, how about Evil Dead, the musical? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it hasn't happened yet, has it? Is it in the works? You tell me what you want to say. I'll say it's real. Yes. in the works. It is real. Based on the whole franchise featuring songs like All the Men in My Life Keep Getting Killed by Demons and What the Fuck Was That? Played off-Broadway. It does have a splatter zone. So oh, Broadway show that, with a splatter where zone. Is it? It's in the first few rows. You get splatter. Oh with my fake god! 
a lot. Wow, that's an experience. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants so, that. So yeah, they were all real in that game. I know I said real or fake, yeah. but when they're so crazy, yeah. you just have to that, go. Those with real. are nuts. Thank you, Christine <laughs> Taylor. Yes. It's so fun. Watch Christine in the new show, High Desert, on Apple. Listen to her podcast, Hey Dude, the 90s Called. You can get that uh, wherever you get your podcast. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke, on Twitter at Parenting Joke. Join our monthly newsletter. It has updates, tips, tricks, and games. Just go to parentingisajokepod.com to sign up. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to our brand new Substack. We have a Substack. It's free and it's fun. More content for you. You can search on Substack for Parenting is a Joke and it will come right up or you can find information about it everywhere where we post about this podcast. If you are in and around Brooklyn on May 31st, come down to Union Hall. I do a stand-up show with Adira Amram, as you know her. Adira Amram in the experience. It's called Afira and Adira. There is magic, yeah, by the coolest magician I've ever met, which I know is not saying a lot, but I, I promise this guy is cool. Great stand-up from a bunch of our best friends, a full band, a ridiculously good time. It's May 31st at Union Hall. It's called Ophira and Adira. And for more information on all of it, just go to my website, ophiraeisenberg.com. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby mack Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adir Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. And I'll leave you with Lucas explaining to me what a crush is. A crush is a way of showing a person affection by expressing that you enjoy being with them. In a certain way, different than the friend? Yes. So, like, in, friends don't really kiss. Oh, like in a kissing crushing. way. Oh, by the way, lips look like butt cheeks. Speaking of kisses. Lip butt cheeks. Okay. Uh, does anyone in your class, like, have a boyfriend or girlfriend? Uh... We're too young. Yeah. Okay. It's too old for grade two. Okay. Right? It's too old. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.